Hi, and welcome to episode 105 of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. I'm David. <laughs> I'm David Aberbach, CEO and publisher at iPhone Life. I'm doing a juice cleanse, and I'm, I'm a little bit off today. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor at iPhone Life, and I'm not doing a juice cleanse, so I don't know what my excuse will be. <laughs> if, you, if you listened to the last episode, we record two episodes at once. I have not been on a juice cleanse for two weeks. You don't need to worry about me. This yeah, is my last day, away. Th- day three, and I'm done. <laughs> yes. And he's eating salads. And I'm eating yes. salads. So, I'm fine. Survive. Don't worry. I appreciate your support, but I'm okay. <laughs> so at each episode, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. This episode, we last episode, we had a main theme where we talked about the upcoming March 25th event. This week, we'll just be doing our usual uh, our usual schedule of things that we talk about. So first, we'll tell you about our sponsor, GoBuddy. So GoBuddy is one of my favorite companies because they have such practical solutions. And what I'm going to tell you about today is one of their best products. It's called the EarBuddy. And what it is, if you're watching the podcast, you can see it. It's these little silicon loops. And they attach – they have them for both the EarPods and the AirPods. And they attach – easily to the pods and then you they wrap around your ear and they secure it so that while you're running or working out or if you ever just want to make sure that your ear pods air pods aren't falling out of your ears this is a perfect solution it's really affordable uh sells on amazon or on their website we'll link to it that's earbuddy and you can get it for AirPods or ear pods and we'll put a link to it at iphonelife.com podcast Next, I have a tip for you guys. Uh, So my favorite tip this week is how to magnify uh, text on your iPhone. And so this is a tip that uh, is really helpful for people if you have any like vision issues and you're, you know, you don't necessarily want to change the font size to be really huge on everything on your phone, but you still want to be able to zoom in on certain things. So you find this in your accessibility settings. You go to settings, general, accessibility, and then there's a feature called magnifier. You tap that and the way you enable magnifier is I think it's triple clicking. It'll tell you in that settings app, but I think it's triple clicking the, either the volume up or volume down button. And then it'll take you into a um, camera it's view It's the side button. Oh, it's the side button. Thanks, yeah. Sarah. <laughs> um, and then you'll have like a toggle, a toggle that will let you zoom in and out through the camera view on whatever it is that you're looking at. I was using this just the other day. Oh, you were? What do you yeah. use it for? Um, I was repairing a, a necklace of my daughter's and my eyes are getting old and I'm... Generally, I'm very nearsighted, but now, like, I'm apparently losing that, too. <laughs> so, and it was very small and delicate. So she was holding her phone in, like, magnifying mode, which I had to show her how to use. And then I was able to, like, by looking through the screen of her phone, like, fix her necklace. That's so cool. Uh, That's such yeah. a good use case, too. I also use it to read the very teeny instructions on, like, my hair products. <laughs> <laughs> so this feature, but I realized I kind of misled it by saying it's a separate issue of how you want to set your text size on your oh, phone. Okay. So that something you can do. You probably do want to do if you need this feature because just in general, the text on your phone might be too small. And this will help you see things in the real world, not on your phone in a larger size. Right. And you know what you can also do is um, there is a little sort of like camera shutter button. Mm. And they, it won't save the photos. But if, you know, if you want to, you know, because if you're moving it around, sometimes it goes in and out of focus. And if you're trying to read something, that can make it difficult. So you tap that and it will like capture the image for that moment so you can read it. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's really it won't, cool it won't be saved to your photos app, I though. I had no idea. 
Yeah. <laughs> Me must have good eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I do, actually. <laughs> but, yeah. So... Uh, this is one of the tips from our Daily Tips newsletter. If you go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips, you can sign up. And with this newsletter, you get one-minute tips each day that will teach you something cool you can do with your iPhone or iPad or any iOS device we cover in this newsletter. So people love it because it's a free way to improve how you're using your – improve your life using your devices. Uh, <laughs> next up, I want to tell you about our iPhone Life Insider program. So iPhone Life Insider is our premium subscription, and this is the way that you can support what we're doing at iPhone Life while also taking your learning to the next level on your iPhone. Uh, we are an independent publishing company, and iPhone Life Insider is really now our biggest revenue stream and is our most popular product, how people are getting learning to get the most out of their devices. So we send you in-depth video guides, we send you a video version of our daily tips, so you get a walkthrough of these one to two minute really easy to consume videos that you can follow along on your device as you watch and learn how to take advantage of that tip. You get a digital subscription to iPhone Life Magazine as well as full access to our archive of more than 30 issues. Uh, you get exclusive content in our podcast as well as an ad-free experience. And you get Ask an Editor, a feature that lets you ask all of your tech-related questions or Apple tech-related questions and will help guide you to an answer. So for our podcast listeners, we wanted to give you a deal. We have $5 off if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. And we wanted to, uh, uh, we wanted to give, say a big thank you to three recent Insider subscribers who used the special discount. Mm -hmm. Paul Howard, Jonathan Shapiro, and Michael Herlin. Thank you so much for becoming Insiders. We're excited to have you in the community. And thanks to everyone who subscribed using this yes. discount or otherwise. We really appreciate your support. It allows us to continue what we're doing, educating all of you on how to use your phones better. And it allows us to offer these services for free for those of you who cannot afford it. So thank you so much. We really appreciate the support. Thank you to Paul, Jonathan, and Michael. Yes. Sounds like, um, I don't know. I'm going to not. It sounds like a band. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like a band. band members. It yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next we are going to share an insider question that Sarah has helped one of our subscribers solve. So, um, you know, when Apple does updates, sometimes they make certain certain menu items like more accessible. They they take it from where it's buried and put it mm -hmm. front and center. Well, sometimes they do the opposite, and uh -huh. it's kind of a pain. Uh -huh. So that's basically what this question has to do with. Um, the insider says, how do I save a contact from a group message? I have iOS 12 and an 8 plus iPhone. The phone number is not clickable when I click on the group message. I think she means tap. I never see the I that used to appear. The message was sent to my husband and me from a friend that is not in my contacts list. We all use iPhones. The friend has an older iPhone, but I'm not sure which one. Um, I included that even though it's not actually relevant to this question, just because it sometimes is, and it's really helpful when you tell me those things. Um, so uh, basically, Apple hid the little I mm -hmm. that used to appear with the contact. And also, you may have noticed the option to like call the person or send them a message just by tapping in a text conversation. Um, you know, because sometimes you're texting someone, you're like, actually, this would be better as a phone call, and you can call them or FaceTime them. Um, so what you do is at the top of the message, in her case, the group message, you see the little contact circles for each person who's there. If you've added a picture of the person, you'll, that's where the picture would be. Otherwise, it's usually their initials. Um, and below that, you'll see the number of people in the group text. 
And if it's a single text conversation, you just see the person's name. And next to that is a teeny little arrow, and you tap that, and then all of a sudden those options will appear. So to call or um, message or the little I, and you tap the I, and you can go through the, you know, the normal steps of you, you know, you tap on that number again, and then you create contact and mm -hmm. enter all that information. And so that's where Apple hit it. <laughs> <laughs> I do, for the record, find that... I like this change. Yeah, well, I'm not sure that I like it. Really? I like having the eye available. But I do find that that is one of the most common ways that I will add contacts, mm -hmm. is I will usually take it from a text conversation and then do that exact process. So it is a right. useful process to know. And I got confused when they changed it. I was right there with yeah. them. Yeah, so. there's like that tiny little carrot icon by the name at the top that like would indicate something will happen if you tap it, but it's true. It's not as intuitive yeah. as it was before. But yeah. I like just that now you can like really quickly FaceTime, call, or message the person right You've always been there. able to do that. Oh. If you just have an extra step now, which is why I was complaining about it. iPhoneLife.com slash podcast discount if you want to subscribe and email Sarah your tech-related questions or just enjoy all of our content. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I like the changes then, but I, just well, like, extra, much, I like extra it's, steps. It's cleaner looking, you know, like. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It is, is cleaner. But I, it's, I hate not extra as, steps yeah. when they're not necessary. I can get on board with that. <laughs> All right, next we want to share our apps and gear for the week. Um, I have a couple. I have an app and a gear, but I'll let one of you guys go first. Okay, um, I can talk about... Uh, Extoria sent this to me. It's a car mount, um, which is generally, like, doesn't sound that exciting. You know, it has the Qi wireless charging, mm -hmm. um, which I actually like because... Not only iPhone users ride in my car, and this is compatible with Android as well, um, any Android phone that can be wirelessly charged. But what's really cool about this one is that um, it, when you move your phone towards it, like the, it has these little robotic arms that move uh -huh. out, and then you put your phone there, and it like closes. Proximity sensor. Yeah, and I love it. It makes it so much easier, you know, like... Because I often use pop sockets, and so I have a pop socket one, and you're like, you try to like hook it on there, or like whatever way there is for attaching it, or magnetic. I don't want to put magnetic things, so I really like how easy yeah. it is to put this on and off. I like that anyone who rides in my car with a wireless charging phone can use it, and um, and I like that you know it charges pretty quickly. It's cool. I like it a lot. It's like maybe my favorite. Wow. I've ever used. Wow. So. I really like that it doesn't require you to have a magnet on the back of your phone. Like, I, yeah, that's... You don't have to have any special setup on your phone in order to take advantage no, of it. No, I mean, and also, like, for instance, this case, which I like because it has the pop socket that then presses in and then makes it flat, the, what was it, the pop symmetry um, mm -hmm. from OtterBox. So I can use this with that. Now, it won't wirelessly charge it, but at least it will hold it. So you can use almost any kind of case with it, which is also very convenient. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, we saw a few uh, different companies that had the same proximity sensor in the car mounts this year at CES. Mm -hmm. Skosh had one, um, and iAudi, I believe, had one too. Yeah, funnily yeah. enough, two other companies won the iPhone Life CES awards for a similar yeah. product, uh, and Nextoria won an award for their case. So all great companies, all great uh, chargers. And I definitely yeah. agree the net, this, it seems like we've kind of hit a next generation of car mounts that are a lot nicer. I've had terrible yeah. experience with car mounts in my car. I think I have specifically 
not flat surfaces, so it's hard to have a dash right. mount. And then also I have strange vents that so, they flop around okay, on so the Okay, so here's vents. another reason so I, I love this, this. Is, and I don't have the car mount with me, but at the back where it attaches to your, you know, it has like a little clip that you just push in onto your mount. And then, of course, it's heavy and your vent like falls forward. And then, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why vent mounts yeah. are annoying. It has this little just piece of plastic that kind of sticks out and and ends up like hitting the bottom of the vent so it can't fall forward any farther than mm -hmm. that. And then it has a little ball joint that, you know, you tighten oh. up in it so you can change the angle. And Brilliant. that's that's another, because that's why I hate vent mounts. Yeah, you know. And too. at one point I had just some random piece of paper like stuck into my vent to prevent it from falling over with the vent mount I was using. Yeah. Because I don't have a dash that is at all compatible with dash mounts. So that's another, like, all the little things that are annoying about mounts are eliminated with this. Oh, That it. is awesome. Love They've it. addressed everything. Yeah. Okay, so my product, sorry, David. No, yeah, it, I was, but you got two, so let's hear your first one. Okay, so my product for the week is uh, Nomad makes really nice leather Apple Watch straps. And uh, at CES, again, we went and saw their booth, and since then they've sent me and my husband both Apple Watch bands, or I don't know that they knew they were sending it to my husband, but <laughs> he's using it right now. Um, and uh, so this is the tan modern strap, and he's using the black modern strap. Uh, they're $59.95. Tan is their newest color, which is, uh, they said, in general, the Apple Watch seems to be more tailored for masculine styles, and a lot of the Apple Watch bands I see are also more masculine. Uh, and so they, they came out with this color as a more feminine option, which I appreciate. Um, it's just nice to have options. <laughs> and uh, I've been really happy with it because it's, it's really comfortable. I think it makes the Apple Watch look pretty elegant. Uh, the modern strap is just really slim. They also have ones that have... Um, what do you call contrast stitching? That's their traditional watch strap that's at $79.95. I actually don't really like contrast stitching. So for me, this is much better to yeah. not have that stitching and just to have a really nice, and this is a Horween, Horween? is that how you say it? Leather. So it's made at this uh, tannery in Chicago that's all like American made, really nice leather. And that Nomad is, uh, most of their products are made from leather from this tannery. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Nomad's always had very high-quality products, very affordable. But what's nice about these, I, I never was a fan of the cross-stitching. And now they have a, yeah. a nice line that doesn't have the cross-stitching, which is cool. Yeah. And the Nomad, they're just great people, too. Like yeah. We've hung out with them at CES the past couple of years, and they, they seem like they have like a lot of passion for what they're doing. And yeah, they give us wine. <laughs> they give us wine. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. Yeah. We'll definitely have to send them a link to this podcast. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it, it, it does make a difference. So one of the nice things about CES is some, it's hard to, sometimes to tell when you're looking at products which companies are passionate about their products and which ones are a little bit soulless, kind of just ma manufacturing in foreign countries and not really caring about quality. And when you go to CES, you get to meet the people, you talk to them, and it becomes really obvious really quickly. Mm -hmm. And so I think it, it does color our perspective in, I would say, a good way. Uh, yeah. And definitely Nomad would be one of the companies that is passionate about their products. So um, I have an interesting one in that I'm going to tell you about an app I don't like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's because everybody seems to be obsessed with it. Marco Polo. Okay. Are you, Don, I know you yeah, are a Marco Polo person. Yeah, I was the one who person. recommended it to you. Well, you, a lot of people did. Okay. Um, so Marco Polo is sort of 
a social networking app where you record short videos for friends or groups of friends. And so you kind of end up having a stream of people sending you short videos and you send short videos back. And I just couldn't get into it. Uh, and I had I have a close group of friends and we don't all live in the same city. So we're always trying to find creative ways to stay in touch. And we're like, oh, this, let's give this a shot. And I just felt so awkward recording this video. Be like, you hold up, you're like, hi, uh, I'm recording a video. And it was like, it just didn't feel natural. And I couldn't get into it. And now they send me a million notifications every time anybody I know is like on Marco Polo. Oh, I am annoyed that they do that. Mm -hmm. It'll be like someone that's just in my contacts will sign up for Marco Polo and I'll get a notification from them about that. But what I like about Marco Polo um, is like I kind of got over the hump of feeling awkward about recording the messages and it, I use it for that exact reason to keep in touch with people yeah. I don't see that often. So there was a period of time. It's, I've kind of fallen off in use because it's also just hard to keep up with everyone's videos. That was more what started. It started getting out of hand. Like we were all messaging each other so much and you had like 20 minutes of Marco Polos to watch. And it's like, who has time for that? You know? <laughs> and they're like, hi. And then just like awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I partly I brought it up because I knew that you liked it. And it is like a debate. very trendy app right now. People are really into it. We could even make this the question of the week. Are you guys using Marco Polo and do you like it? Yeah. iPhone Life. Podcast at iPhoneLife.com. Podcast at iPhoneLife.com. <laughs> uh, Sarah, are you a Marco Poloer? No. Mm-mm. It sounds I'm like you have interested. no remorse. Yeah. I mean, I'm. it took a long time to even get me on Facebook. And, <laughs> and then... And even like a really long time to get me on Instagram. I'm just not really a social media person. Mm. So I don't know why I would inflict awkward videos of myself on people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing that I do like about it with my friends is that it's, you know, you can do front facing or rear facing camera. So people would like show what they're up to that day. And like for my friend who lives in Hawaii, who I haven't like seen what her life is like there, she was able to show me like her business front and like her dog doing something funny in the yard and little things like that, that, you know, it's like in a casual way instead of like a curated what people are putting on their Instagram yeah. feed or whatever. There was, there are, th- there are things. I, I, I'm going to stick up for it. That, that sounds cool. I mean, I think that probably the problem is so many people just being like, I have to use this until being like, hi. But yeah, yeah you like, you know, I would certainly appreciate a cute video of like a dog or, you know, some like a visual, like sort of like here's something new and exciting in my mm-hmm. life. But and I, I will like so because I can appreciate that. And I that's why I used to enjoy Snapchat. And now I'll do mostly Instagram like moments. I and have things a Snapchat like that. block. I like don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm over it. Um, but I do. I'm I'll too send, old for it. Yeah, I'll send Instagram messages, like little mini videos, or I'll post stories. How is it different from those? Why is it better? I mean, it's not really. I feel like with a lot of these things, it's kind of just like who you get to buy into it with you. Because mm-hmm. then it's like all my friends were on Marco Polo using this, but I I don't know. I guess with Snapchat, can you create little groups? Like I haven't I haven't tried you using sort it that of can, way. But it's definitely Marco Polo is more designed for that. It's more set up for that. You also keep the videos on like Snapchat, yeah. so it's like you can go back and watch them at any time. Which is actually also a little bit weird. Like if you <laughs> by accident record something. Like, there's not an option to, like, exit out. Like, once you start, you've committed to send it. So if you ever, like, you know, it's like, and then it's, like, there horrible. forever. I, I had that happen to me. <laughs> and, like, I, I, like, recorded something. And then I was, like, wait. I don't want to send this. That made them, that would be a weird thing to send. And then it was just sent. Yeah. 
That happened to me. Um, <laughs> one of my friends, I was told I was learning the ukulele, and she was like, oh, play me a song. And so I started playing, and I was like, kept messing up, and I was like, oh, I want to start over, and then it like sent. And, no. <laughs> That's terrible. You Although totally just talked. Not that high. You just totally talked me out of using this app. <laughs> you can go delete it. I did go delete the oh, one. Oh, really? Yeah, I just yeah. didn't even try. But it was awkward because. <laughs> they don't auto delete. I'm sure he got notified that I'd sent it and then went and there was nothing. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so the other last app I wanted to bring up was View Ranger. And it's one I only, to be fair, I haven't used it actually out on a trail. But I was just curious because I only recently bought an Apple Watch that has GPS built into it. Mm. And I was like, oh, what are some apps that would take advantage of this? And um, View Ranger is an app that Apple like promoted in one of their events when they were talking about the first, I think it was the first GPS watch that they released. Series three. Okay. So yeah, so that, um, and, uh, it allows you to download offline maps of national parks and will give you step like, um, turn by turn directions and will tell you your elevation and you know, where you're at and everything. And so I was excited about that. I want, I'm feeling like this summer at some point I want to go camping. I don't know if I'll be at a, you know, national park, but they also had, I look, I checked and they have a bunch of other parks as well. And so I downloaded, uh, uh, there's one in Chicago, which was the nearest one I found onto my Apple watch. And it looked like, it looked just pretty awesome. Like it'd be, cause like I hate going on trails and not knowing where I am and looking at maps and trying to figure out what's going mm-hmm. on. And is this where I am? And I'm not really that great with directions. So I thought that was a cool use case for the Apple Watch that I want that to cool, make cool. more advantage of. I just wanted to fact check myself and say that it was the Series 2 that first got GPS. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, it was saying it was a 2016 Apple announcement right. that they, and I was like, it, oh, yeah. it should have been 2017. So. Anyways, thank you. Yeah. So View Ranger. Um, I wanted to talk about an app. Okay. The Stamp app, which is um, basically, I think people might use it a lot for transferring from one music service to another and not losing all of your Mm. playlists, um, which is in itself, it's pretty expensive. It's an in-app purchase of $15. Okay. Um, But, you know, if you're switching music services and you want to transfer all of your playlists and things like that, Mm -hmm. it is worth it. Oh, yeah. Um, And any songs that aren't available on your new service, they'll, like, create a spreadsheet for you. So you That's can, really cool. Yeah. Hmm. So for that alone, I would recommend it. But another really like cool feature that uh, my boyfriend and I have been using because we were teenagers in the 90s when you expressed your love with, you know, mixtapes, is we've been creating playlists for Aww. each other. That's and so then cute. like the Stamp app lets us, you know, I'll just sign into Apple Music on his phone and it will just transfer it. Because he's on Spotify and you're He's on, on Google Play. Uh... He didn't like Spotify. Hmm. I'm and not say anything. <laughs> I mean, he is an Android user. He's an really, Android user, yeah. I was like, I have so sometimes. many snarky decisions. <laughs> well, he's fully into the Google Home. Okay. All right, so Thanks. I think this this wraps up our episode 105 of the iPhone Life podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you. And everyone. we'll see you next episode. And remember to email podcast at iphonelife.com to answer our question of the week, which this week I believe Marco Polo. Oh, do you use Marco Polo? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Why? We want to hear all about it. <laughs> podcast at iphonelife.com. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Thanks everyone.